Red Hot Chili Peppers, Californication. It's early to say that word. Uh, good morning. Gwen Filosa and with you for It's Too Early. That's the name of the show. And we're broadcasting right off Duval Street in beautiful downtown Key West, Florida, where it's freezing. It's got to be like 70 right now. Um, but uh, yeah, thanks for tuning in. I'm super excited to have my guest this morning. She's a New York City-based stand-up comedian, writer, and cast member on season 14 and 15 of MTV's Wild and Out. She also knows a lot about writing roast material. You know, roasting where you, you kind of gently chide people. Maddie Smith, good morning. Good morning. Good morning. 70 degrees sounds amazing. <laughs> it's like, it was like 59, Maddie. The other I night. heard. That's bad for you guys. I'm in New York. It's like 12 degrees Oof. here. Yeah, but you get to live in New York. <laughs> you have you have cuisine at your fingertips that we don't have. You know. Anyway, uh, Korean food. Um, thank you for, for taking the time. Is it too early for you? It's not too early. I love an adventure. <laughs> <laughs> There's so much to talk about. You're super busy. Did you know that about yourself? You have a lot going I on. I guess so. I guess I'm 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 busy. I'm booked and blessed. Excellent. It's good. I like it. I like it. Now you've done the comedy festivals. You've been on TV. Um, wanted to yeah bring up. Let's talk about uh, MTV's VH1's Wild and Out. How did, yeah. how did that happen? How'd you get on there? It's a super boring story. Excellent. I had. I auditioned and then I got on, but <laughs> I guess there was some background involved in it. I had been doing stand-up in New York City for three, maybe four years before auditioning and roasting in the city, so I was pretty prepped, but long story short, in May 2019, they held auditions in New York City, an open casting call. I went, I passed, and then I did another week of auditioning down in Atlanta where they test to see if you're a good fit with the cast. And then a week later, I was filming with the rest of the cast. It's exciting. That wasn't that boring of a story. I liked it. I guess. Some people like to be like, I was discovered, blah, blah, blah. But uh, I just did the old-fashioned route. <laughs> you, you made it happen. You made it happen. Now, yeah. tell us um, the, the podcast, That Time of the Week. Okay, super hilarious, by the way. Um, Thank you. It's good stuff. And now, uh, you know, how did you uh, come up with the the format, the idea? And um, and it's a lot of work doing a podcast. It's a lot of work, but I I don't think it's any different than doing a radio show, you know. Thank you. You got to stay tight and keep things things fresh for the audience. So um, I know I always hang out with my female comic friends and for years I've been like we're the funniest people in the world Mm -hmm. why don't people hear what our conversations are like so that's pretty much what it came down to and then you know I talked to a lot of people about podcasting and how you got to have segments and Mm -hmm. keep things moving and it can't just be you guys talking about nothing for an hour even though that would be hilarious Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I came down to I'm gonna gather my girls and I together have a very structured conversation and I'm gonna call it that time of the week which is a play on that time of the month I I kind of figured that and I was like I know what she's doing here I know what you're yeah. doing with the title. But no, it's a super great podcast, and um, congratulations on that. It's, Thank uh, you. It's going well. Now, one thing I wanted to bring up was um, comedy festivals and competitions. Uh, you were named comic, a comic to watch for the New York Comedy Festival a couple of years mm-hmm. ago. That's, that's huge, Maddie. Do you know that? That's, there's a lot of comics. I guess yeah, there are a lot of comics. That was a, big, that was a big deal. I was very nervous to perform there. I get very nervous for shows like that, but... It was very fun, and I feel like things like that 
can be really validating because the more that you knock off on your little milestones, the more you're like, oh, I guess I am a professional. Mm -hmm. It makes you more inspired to want to keep doing it. Those little tiny accolades make you like more, um, more confident and you do well with each little thing that you knock off. It was a fun show. It was right before the pandemic, so. Remember those days? Yeah. Facebook memories come up January 2020, and I'm like, wow. I know. And they weren't even that great, the times, Maddie. <laughs> no, I know, I know. I'm romanticizing nothing. <laughs> it's, like, it's, not, it's not happening. But when you, do, when you do the festivals, the competitions, um, do you feel competitive? I'm sure you know some of these comedians. Or do you just like, I'm going to do the best I can, or a little bit of both? Right. What's, your, what's your mindset when you go up? I used to feel competitive, but through years of therapy mm -hmm. and Lexapro, I've gotten away from that mindset because it's not sustainable. Yeah, it's not helpful. It's not helpful, and that's when you end up stumbling over your words because you're freaking out, and now I'm trying to reframe like higher-stakes shows like, what an amazing opportunity to showcase my voice. I like <laughs> it. I, like I just it. also feel like the competitive... I don't know when comedians started to having to do competitions, but they're not conducive to good comedy, in my opinion. Mm. Why are we competing each other in a thing that's very subjective? So subjective. So, like, no one can be funnier. I mean, yeah, it's all about I know. Uh, the audience's uh, reception and stuff. But because um, I did one, I do some stand-up, not comparing myself to you, but I've been doing it for oh, a yeah. while. I did one competition. It was a nightmare. I totally choked. And, and now I never want to do one again. I know it can ruin your, I think in a couple of years ago, I said I'm done with competitions mm -hmm. and you're allowed to do that because if they don't help you and if they hurt you psychologically, then I'm, I'm pro like saying no to things that don't help you mentally. That's okay. I never thought of it that way because in the person that went on before me one like she was that she ended up winning and i was like 40 people and it was a women's thing and like she was a lesbian and that's kind of my thing maddie it's kind of my that's thing you. and yeah. all the jokes just so i panicked and i'm trying to rewrite my opener oh my while i'm walking up and it just was yeah, i couldn't have done it worse than, i mean it wasn't yeah. like a total bomb but in my head it was i mean compared to everyone else so i want Definitely. you to We'll and even later. if you sometimes you can do great and still not feel yourself on stage and you're like that wasn't what i wanted to do yeah i just didn't handle any of that it was just a, a bad time for um and uh anyway uh wanted to ask you though about roasts when you you're you were a writer for comedy central presents you've done the friars club for the roast mm -hmm. of gloria allred that cut i mean yeah. she's scary in an intellectual way. In, a, in an intellectual way. I mean, she's Intu yeah. intimidating. That's a better word. But she's um, a boss. She is a boss, and I, I, I'm sure she can take a joke though, because she's been around for a long. She was definitely lolling. The roast was amazing. Judy Gold hosted. What? You know Judy? Yes. Yes. Heard of her. She hosted. Um, there were so many people at it, and then like Helen Hunt was there. What? And also, and you know what? That roast was supposed to be the roast of Harvey Weinstein, and it was like right when no. he got can't not I want to say canceled because that's too light of a term for him. Like yeah, he got canceled. Yeah, he, like total takedown, and so they made her, and it was just like a huge like LOL night. Everyone was, and Gloria had such a good time. Gloria. Something I learned about Gloria after doing that roast is 
she hasn't dated and dated a man in like 20 plus years. Mm-hmm. That was very inspiring to me. I was like, <laughs> I guess that's how you become very successful. <laughs> she, she just bowed out. She's too busy. She's too busy yeah. defending or prosecuting bad or whatever. She, being a lawyer and, and going being after lawyer, the yeah. bad guys. And, no, I just would find her so intimidating, but I'm glad to hear she could take a joke and, and uh, had had fun. She had fun because recently I was in a show and it was a big show for me. I turned 50 and we did a show and it's, it's it was, thank you. It was the fact that I've aged that 30 wasn't looking good but anyway and, and this fellow was like I'm going to roast you and I said please don't I'm so sensitive and it's my birthday right. and right. I, I just I just don't think I could stand up to even uh, the lightest tap of um, but when you're writing and guess what Wednesday we are all taking turns to roast a, a comedian who's leaving the country okay and um I just have no idea. How do you know? And he's the nicest guy. <laughs> he's super nice. Yeah. And uh, how do you how do you do this? How do you suit your material for the person? Like with Gloria Allred, I, I can think of some things, I guess. There, but how how yeah. does one successfully and and respectfully roast? Respectfully, I think is the biggest part because you always know that there's a line you can cross, but you don't. And I know this because. I'm on, I'm on Wild and Out, which is, you know, a, a roast show on MTV and VH1. Mm-hmm. And even do, roasting comedians in New York City, we all know each other so well. And so I'm like, there's things I could touch upon, but I'm not going to. Because at the end of the day, it's no different than stand-up in that you're just trying to appease an audience. And so knowing that, you're like, okay, how can I be the most entertaining to an audience, and if an audience laughs, I guarantee the comic won't be that upset because um, they also want the audience to have a good time. They also want. Um, and what? Uh, what? How do you write for that? Do you just sit there and go and think of? Uh, do you Google and look up instances, or in Gloria's case, uh, cases? Yeah. Or usually, I'll start with appearance stuff. So I think for Gloria, I made fun of maybe the pantsuits and the hair, and then. I'll start with appearance, just because, like, that's what the audience sees first, and then I'll go into more history. So, with Gloria Allred, there was a lot of, like, press, press-themed. She's yes. obsessed with, like, the press and, like, stuff like that, and you'll go a little further. And then I think the next step after that is, like, family things or, like, relationship things. So, like, blah, blah, blah. Someone's parents were blah, 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 and go from there. But I usually start with appearance, because that's the easiest thing. Mm-hmm. And you were a writer for the Comedy Central roast of Alec Baldwin. I, yeah. I, I don't know him personally. I would think he might be more sensitive of his image to be made fun of, but was that a little intimidating or like, hmm? It wasn't, it wasn't too intimidating. He was actually the, one of the harder ones to write about because the dais was so packed with people. I think it had Caroline Ray, who was on Sabrina, mm-hmm. the Teenage Witch, and... I think Gilbert Godfrey was on it, and then obviously Alex's wife, Hilaria Baldwin. Mm -hmm. So it had so many characters on it that by the time you got to Alec, it was a little bit easier um, to write for him. But, you know, I always just think, like, just throw everything out there, and if something's too hurtful, you're like, okay, that's too hurtful, but I I also have 99 other jokes I can use. Gotcha. So I think quantity is really important with roasting so you don't get married to anything. I like it. Just in case someone says that's way too far. Okay, no problem. I have 99 other jokes. 
Okay, so quantity will help with the, um, I mean, it's, we're only taking a few minutes each, so I, I don't know why I'm worried, but I just want but you know. once you write a, a million, that's when you start to get really good stuff. It's like stand-up writing, you write a ton, and you get one line out of a million oh, hours of writing. True. It's true. I, I wonder if this, how long have you been, you've been doing stand-up for a while, right? Um, six years. That's good. That's great. That's great. Yeah. Um, and um, I get the feeling you're a lot younger than I am, but let's, we don't have to... I'm 50. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I'm 30. 30. Okay. And I, uh, yeah. That's, yeah, I'm old enough to be a parent, kind of. Uh, <laughs> but I'm from Indiana, so if I were 15 years older than you, I would be parent. Oh, yeah, you'd be my mom. Yeah, yeah. It, definitely, definitely. But um, I, I always want to know with, with stand-up comedy, um, did, well, this happened the other day. Has this ever, I'm sure it's happened to you. I, I got up and I, I was doing a show and then something came out of, a joke came out of me that I'd never thought of, just a couple of lines, and it totally mm-hmm. landed. And I, I think it's from writing so much, it just kind of jogs your, you know, m- your, your brain. But I, has that ever happened where you're just like, hey, it's, like, something comes out and you're just like, yeah. where did that come from? Definitely. And that's why we got to do, that's why we got to record all our sets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Because um, you listen back and you're like, oh my God, what a hilarious line. It just, it just, and it was something from therapy, so everyone could kind of believed it as far as well. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, and when you, do you record audio or do you always do video of your sets? I usually do audio, but uh, if the club, a lot of clubs in New York are now filming sets. So if they offer tapes, I'll always take them just because watching yourself makes you so much better and helps you pick up on like annoying, like swaying or stuff like body language that you don't even notice until you're watching your set. You're like, oh, okay, I'm a little bit awkward up there. Maybe I stop. Uh, this, I never thought of swaying. I wonder if I sway. Probably, I'm I pretty, definitely I sway. I'm more s- too stiff on. I don't know. <laughs> Just standing <laughs> there. Frozen. Uh, yeah. Frozen. And um, also, just wanted to ask about um, I, uh, crowd work and dealing with crowds. Uh, I'm terrified of doing I do a little bit. I do a little bit. Just mm-hmm. w- waiting for someone to kind of, you know, look hurt or, or get angry or drunk. Right. Right. I like crowd work. I have. I have kind of a little bit of ADD, and I always like to keep people on their toes, so I'll do crowd work, and if it bothers you, just keep moving. You just stay humble. I like it. I like it. That's pretty much it. Don't be afraid of them. They're on your side. This is great. And and you um, do, do you write everything out, scripted, or, or do you wing it? It depends on the show. If it's like, if it's a high stakes, or if I'm headlining, I'll definitely write everything out just because you don't want to um ruin a set 10 minutes in yeah. but if you if i'm doing like a low stake show I'll, I'll go up there and just kind of wing it just because i'm like here's some time to kind of be free and and more loose that sounds great maddie smith the podcast is that time of the week. Uh, check her out on Wild and Out and TV VH1. Thank you for taking the time. I really, um, I'm just very grateful that you, you got up and did this. Of course. Thank <laughs> you so much for having me. This was great. Have a wonderful day, and we'll, we'll bug you in a few months to come back. You don't all right. Don't sounds good. See. Talk to you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye, Glenn. And thank you all for tuning in this morning to It's Too Early. I'm here weekdays at 8.15, and we have all kinds of guests. The show is also in podcast form up on Spotify, Audible, Google Podcasts, the uh, iHeartRadio. Just check it out. You'll, you'll find it. Just Google. Uh, type in It's Too Early with Gwen Filosa. There, there might be one other podcast that it's, it's too early, which is fine. I think 
I think we can coexist in, in the world. I'm going to play a song and come back with your headlines and a look at weather, uh, the freezing cold down here in Key West. It's, we'll, we'll talk about that. This is The Regrets with Monday. Stick around. Then we'll come down Never hang 
Thank you. 